<laughs> well, wow. All right. Welcome to Our Real t- Talk. With- <laughs> it's, real, it's, it's real now. <laughs> We're... What's up, everybody? Welcome to RT hey. with PT. That's right. That would he's, be me, Pastor Troy. PT, Pastor AKA Troy. AKA PT, Pastor Troy, Potty Train, whatever oh, you want to say. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. I haven't really. Do you know what my nickname is? I don't. Troilet. Troilet? Troilet. That's what my mom used to call me. Your when I mom was gave you that my nickname? My mom called me Troilet. And oh. I'll, I'll tell you a funny story is the reason why I know that right now. Is because for some reason, you know how you give a password to somebody, you know, like if you're calling the bank or something like that, sure. and they go, yeah. hey, give me the password. For some reason, I gave them the name Troilet. Troilet. Yep. Oh. So don't make fun of me. My, don't make I, fun of me. I wasn't, nobody's, Do nobody's making fun. It's I, can a very feel, sensitive... I can feel the fun being nobody's made judging. of. No, fun being made no. of me right now. Troilet. That's Troilet. I don't know if it was my relationship with the toilet or who knows. I don't know what that means. I'm not sure what relationship with a toilet means, America. Comment below if you think you know. We don't. My That's password right. was always Grunt. Grunt? Yeah, it was my first dog. Oh, really? First wow. and only. That was your nickname? Grunt? No, no, not my nickname. That was the name of the dog. Oh, okay. It was a chow, like a big black chow. Oh, okay. You could oh. ride it around like a horse. <laughs> and I would forget it, and they would they would ask me like... All right, we're getting way off no, it's of fine. what this episode it's is. It's fine. I think people come here for the toilet tumor. Okay, they come here They come because, here for something. Uh, yeah, they come here <laughs> for the We're just glad you're train. here. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing. And it's going to be a good episode today. Nice. Oh, I see where you're segueing. You're segueing in with the subscriptions and the shares That's and the right. ring the bell and smash the, the bell, likes. And smash the likes. Thank you for being here. That's right. And while we're talking about being here, I'll try my hand at a segue there. All right. Today, we're going to talk about something that has affected us all. We're going to talk about the coronavirus, not how to get it or how to avoid getting, <laughs> but really we're going to talk about the impact that it has yeah. had on, Big impact. on the church. Yeah. It has been, uh, it's, I feel like it's impacted churches in so many different ways. So Huge. today we're just going to kind of dig into like the basics. Let's just talk about church attendance for a little bit. All right. What, it, what is it about this? So just history, if you don't know, and you're watching this in the year 2050, um, <laughs> and Troilets no longer exist, <laughs> and now there's some other weird way to do it, uh, <laughs> in the year 2020, the dumpster firest year of all. Yes. The coronavirus hit. The whole world lost its mind. And churches essentially were told that we couldn't meet in person meet. anymore. Nope. Um, and they the shut ch- churches down in America, probably the world. I, I, I didn't dig a lot into international stuff. Yeah. But I'm sure that a lot of countries, they made churches stop meeting. You know, we focused on America because America has a constitution. And so that began a lot of discussion in the church world. Yeah. So, and we we closed for like we we closed. It was Saturday. I remember it was like I feel like it was Saturday before we decided we were going to close, and it was yeah. already too late. We were already in for hard Saturday decision night. Decision for me. I, I believe that, and it, it should have been. It's always a hard decision for me to close church whenever we have rain, snow, sleet. Um, I've always, as a pastor, nineteen years pastoring this church. I've always had a very difficult time shutting the doors. Why? I think because I don't want to. I don't want to close. I, don't, I want to always be open. I feel like the church needs to be a place. Whenever I think of the church, 
You know, this is like my first inclination. This mm-hmm. was before I was a pastor, but now even more as a pastor. You remember how in a lot of movies people would run to a church for protection? Home Alone. They just run like anybody. So like if That's somebody's out to get them, somebody's like trying to attack them, they mm-hmm. would always run to a church and for, and they were expected no harm to happen to them at the church. When I think of the world, mankind, that's why God designed the church is a place for us to run to. So why would I ever want to close it? No, that's good. I wish you hadn't said that because just the whole time you were talking, I was just thinking about movies where that happened. And then I ended. <laughs> we at, talk a lot about movies. We really do. It's just something we love. But <laughs> I, I, I ended on Highlander. Remember okay. Highlander? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, this was holy ground. So they weren't allowed to yeah. chop each other's heads off yeah. at the church. Yeah. Yeah. But that fits with where you were going. Yeah. Uh, so if you're a John Wick fan, it's the hotel, the Continental Hotel. The Continental, that's right. No business no on, business on, continental, on grounds. continental grounds. Yeah. So. Wow. But that's the way I think about the church. I think about it as a safe haven. So why would I want to close it down? Even though roads are bad, somebody might want to walk. I don't, I yeah. don't know. You know, it's just my mentality. Yep. I've, I've loved, uh, snow days, um, in, in times when we weren't allowed to be open in the other churches that I've worked at, we would get the guy that had the four by four and go around and pick all of the band and all of the camera crew yeah. up and we would drive them through the snow and we would do an online service. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, when it wasn't up to us to close it. Sure. But I personally love that, that we don't close. I love that we waited as, as late as possible and that the government said, Hey, this is what we're going to do. And that, uh, you know, for those six weeks we were closed and it was kind of like a summer camp for our church, it was. for our team. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, some of us camped out there from time to time, uh, which was great. <laughs> and then the second, the, the, the government said, we're, we're back open. We yeah. were back open. Yeah. And, and, and we were one of the few churches Very at Freedom few. House that opened mm-hmm. back up. Why do you think that is? I think people were afraid. I think pastors were afraid. Um, I think they were afraid of the fact of if I do this, because there was so much unknown uncertainty around the coronavirus, you know, how, how do you get it? How long will you have it? You know, will I die if I get the coronavirus? There was so much uncertainty around the virus itself. I think a lot of pastors, because I talked to them, mm-hmm. we talked about it. You know, I, you know, what happens in the church world behind the scenes in, especially in Charlotte and different parts of that I'm in, involved with is you immediately on their phone with everybody. What are you going to do? And somebody's waiting for somebody to take a stand or take a step. Mm. And so I think the fear was unknown, uncertain. What if I do this and I hurt somebody or somebody gets hurt, somebody gets the virus and they die? I'm, my, I'm responsible for that yeah. if they're sitting in my church. And so you kind of had to weigh that out. And so, um, so behind the scenes, there was lots of conversation around that. I, I remember, uh, you called me on the phone and said, Hey, we're going to have a meeting. This was before we closed, right? We're going to have a meeting to try to figure out how we can serve the church the best through all of this, not knowing what was going to come. And it was over those course of the meetings that it, the world really turned the corner on it. Cause Big time. I was at the church in a meeting and had to step out and I got a phone call that said, Hey, your job doesn't exist anymore because of coronavirus. Yeah. And so I know a lot of people were impacted by it in, in more ways than this. But for me, uh, it just made me want to be there more. Yep. And I don't know. I mean, I feel like we had a lot of people and a lot of churches open. A lot of people came back uh, and then a lot of people stayed. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what do you think drove the people to come back so quickly? Because there were some that were 
like literally calling, I feel like every week, are we going to be open this week? Are we going to be open this week? Are we going to be open this? So some, there was an appetite for it and others, there was like a, uh, I'm not sure yeah. I want to do this. Yeah. What do you think was going on with those two? I think there was a realization is what I really believe, a realization of, am I going to take part in this fear? Because I, I, it was a, I think people were realizing that this was a lot of fear-based media content in regards to the coronavirus early on. Mm. And so there was a lot of fear that was being delivered, you know, to people. And I think a, a few people, because I wouldn't even say a lot, started coming back. A few people started coming back and realizing, why am I doing this to myself? Sure, I can protect myself. I can social distance um, whatever that means for them to try to stay away from. Let me look at the science. Let me look at what's people dig a little deeper than what they're just seeing on, seeing on, uh, news, media, CNN, CNBC, Fox, whatever it may be. And they realized I need church. I need community more than I need to be afraid of something. And so I think that's why people started coming back. It's the most consistent message that exists, in my opinion, what you get at the church yeah. in the world and everything that you look at. If you look at the major topics that exist, coronavirus, for example, two weeks, it's this. The next two weeks, it's not that. It's this instead. The next right. two weeks, it's not that. It's this. Even now. Just, just keeps going and never ends. And for me, one of the things that drove me back was like, this will really, this changing of the narrative will knock you off kilter if you're not careful. Right. And so for me, it was a recentering. It was like, <clears throat> this is the thing that doesn't change for me. This is the message that stays the same. The message of the cross. The, the message yeah, of the, the message cross, of hope. the message of the word. Yeah, we didn't have a news network or anything like that. I was yeah. talking about the Bible and yeah. the teaching. Yeah. Um, so, so there are believers, dedicated um tithing, love the church that are still at home right now. Yep. And I think if, if, if there's a question there in the sense of why you think that, I think it's sure. because I think there are some people that need to stay home. You know, I think those people are the ones. I'm not a doctor, okay? I'm not a scientist. But if you have um, pre-existing conditions, mm -hmm. you need to protect yourself. Sure. You yeah. Know, you need to be careful. And if you feel like from a comfort level that you need to watch online, that's what's so great about church right now that you can get it online. But I will say that you can't get it all online. That's right. Yeah. And maybe we'll talk about that. Yeah. Because I, I think, think that's should. important. Um, is, but I do think that there needs to be uh, people. I think people, some people need to stay home. Yeah. But not everybody. I right. do think there are a lot of people staying home that don't need to stay home. If I'm being honest, I think they're allowing fear to control them. Not just fear of the coronavirus, but everything. Mm. And it's an epidemic. The epidemic of fear is way bigger than the epidemic of coronavirus, mm. in my opinion. I feel like any time in my life I've seen the proverbial bus slow down, people just use that as an excuse to get off. Yeah. I think people get into a rhythm, and for me... Speak to, like, I want to know what you think about what makes it possible, not for those with pre-existing conditions, not for those that need to be safe, but what makes it possible for someone to attend and be a part of a church and for something like this to happen and for them to say, I'm not going back. 
Because mm. they're, I mean, we read all of the statistics about, yeah. hey, there's a lot of people that don't think they're ever going to go back to church. Mm -hmm. what, what about the people? So let's say everybody that just came back and they're there and something like this happens again. Speak to the person that's in church right now and say, here's what you need to be thinking about for the next time something like this happens so that you're not one that just says, I'm yeah. out and I'm not going to yeah. keep coming. Well, I think you have to decide right now, what are you going to listen to? You have to decide, am I going to live a life of faith or am I going to live a life of fear? I mean, it's, you, it's one or the other. Yeah. You know, I don't think you, I don't think you can live in, you cannot live in the middle because one cannot occupy the same space as the other. Fe fear cannot be in an atmosphere of faith. Faith can't be in an atmosphere of fear. And when I say fear, I'm not talking about Freddy Krueger jumping out of a closet kind of fear. I'm talking Throwback. about the, the, you know, second Timothy, right. You know, God hasn't given me a spirit of fear. Yeah. I think you have to decide. And I, and this is one of the things that for freedom house is we are, um, I wouldn't say that we were, we are early. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, when somebody takes, does something early, early adopters, early I wouldn't adopters say that we are beta early testers. Yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't say that we're early adopters. I would say that we are clear in what we believe, which makes it much easier to make a decision. So if I know what I value, I want to make a decision way easier than if I'm, if I'm flip-flopping in what I value in life. Yeah. And so for somebody who's thinking about like, I, I don't know what I would do in that situation. I think you need to think about it right now. Yeah. You need, you need to know what you value. Do I, do I think there's a difference between church and God? in my relationship with Christ. Do I think that? And, and I, I don't think you can separate the two. I really don't believe that you can separate church and Christianity. If, if you say that, then what you could say is I can separate my marriage. You know, so I'm married to Penny. That means I don't have to live with you. That would be an awkward marriage. Wouldn't you agree? I don't know that everybody would. I personally would. <laughs> I think my wife is awesome. Yeah. She's the best. But there's kind of an assumption. Right. Yeah. It you is, know, that if you're married. It's widely assumed that yeah. once you get married. Do you, do you know you anybody that's married that they don't live with their spouse? Like they got not. married and go, hey, listen, I'm going to buy a house over here. You're going to stay over here and we're just not going to live together. No, I've heard okay, about well, it. Well, then how can we disconnect Christianity and the church that Jesus died for? And so I think that's a value mm. that people have to adopt. So you, you said something about fear and faith. And I think when I've had those conversations with people, the word wisdom gets thrown in. Yeah. And where does, how do we talk to people that would say what we think they're doing is living in fear, but what they would proclaim to be is living in wisdom. Where's the line? And, and should we, should we dig into those conversations with people like our fellow believers, because this is a contentious issue. Yeah. People are. Well, we were criticized about it as a church. We, we were, people told me, even today, I mean, even on my Instagram right now, because there was a guy in Canada who recently got arrested for having church. Mm. And so and I, they don't have the same constitution that we have in America, which we should be very thankful that our founding fathers put together a republic that we live in that we have amendment rights that we can establish, one of which is that we have the right um, to, to worship. Right. You know, and yeah. that's a very important amendment that we have. And as a result of that, we get to make that decision for ourselves. 
the government, see, this is where, and let me just, I'm going to kind of go off a little bit right here. Let's go. That's what we're here for. Because most people think that the government is the one who sets the laws. The truth is, is the people elect the government to set the laws. The beginning of our, um, of our constitution starts with a preamble. We, the people, our, our government is established by the people. We're the ones who determine who's in, in place. Right. Government isn't in control of us. We are control, in control. That's the way it should work in a republic. When we get those out of whack is when things get in trouble and we put our dependence on them. And so in, in situations like this, where people looked to a government who we elected, right? whether you like it or not, you made that decision. We made that decision because it's we, the people of the United States of America. And so, so when I think about that in regards to values and faith and fear, I think about the, the, the reality that we have to make sure we sit in the right seat in our roles and responsibilities as citizens of a republic. And so, <clears throat> like I said before, when it comes to wisdom, I think you have to have those conversations with yeah. people. You have to communicate and you got to make the right decision for you. You know, if, if it involves your sickness or pre-existing conditions, all of those things for your family, right? for you, you can't let other people make those decisions for you, yeah. especially when you're in relation to the word of God. Just some thoughts I had while you were talking. We got the Constitution, but they got Celine Dion, Canada, <laughs> yeah. maple syrup, Brian Adams, who's I consider him to be an American. I didn't know Brian champion. Adams was Canadian. Brian Ad- with the B, Brian Adams. Brian. Yeah. Everything I do, I do it for you. Yeah. Cuts like a knife. Yeah. Heaven. He, he's, he Can't was, stop this thing we started. We did a song in our wedding by Brian Adams. Which one was it? I need to know. Penny's going to hate me. No, she I doesn't even watch this. Yeah, I know, but she might now. <laughs> I can't remember because somebody's going to tell her, don't, please don't tell on me. <clears throat> yeah, just comment down below which one you think they should have had Everything at their wedding. I do. I don't think, do I think you got married before that song. What year did you come out? What year did you guys, what years did you come out? I got married in 1992. That was very close because yeah. I think that movie was 92 or. I know, but Brian maybe. Adams wrote that song in the 80s. 89, but yeah. it didn't come out until the 90s. Yeah. I know, because every time I do an 80s night, I try to put that one on there, but technically it came out in the 90s, so it's disqualified. <laughs> but yeah, that's probably the one. And what a terrible movie that was a part of as well. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, don't watch it. While we're talking about movies and National Treasure, that's probably the only place most people have ever even seen the Constitution or heard anybody say it. Excellent movie with Nicolas Cage, National so, Treasure. So hey, let me, let me say something about fear real quick. Um, and I don't want to like get into a Bible teaching moment here. No, but, let's do but, it. But... You know when you're leaning towards fear and not wisdom or faith when, so God tells us that he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, right? but of love, power, and of a sound mind. <clears throat> so you know you are operating in a spirit of fear when you see the opposite of love, the opposite of power, and the opposite of a sound mind or clarity. So what's the opposite of love? Indifference selfishness. Mm. So if I start to function in, a, in an attitude of selfishness, then what happens to me is I'm no longer thinking about you because I'm afraid for myself. All right. Jesus doesn't think like that because he died for us. Right. Okay. Po- power. What's the opposite of power? Weakness. So when, when you feel like I can't do anything, 
you're operating in fear. Sound mind, clarity, when there's chaos, hmm. then you know you're operating in a spirit of fear because God always gives us what we need to counteract that particular spirit. All right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. That's okay. what, that's the good stuff. That's what people are here for. <laughs> he ain't come to hear me talk about Brian Adams. That's for sure. Even though waking up the neighbors is an incredible album, get it and listen to it. Is that a Brian Adams it is. album? Yeah. Cause I only it, know the songs. It would be weird if it weren't. So waking up the neighbors, waking up the neighbors. I but thought I you meant you wanted Canadian. to wake up the neighbors. No, I think, uh, not probably not. <laughs> uh, I think it has the U in it. Yeah. Like the, the neighbors instead of just the way we spell it yeah. in America. Um, so, all right. So a lot of people are watching and let's just dive into it. Yeah. Uh, my church has, and, and I'm going to do quotes, but it's not to be, uh, it's, it's, it's not to be derisive, but just so everybody knows my church has an online campus. Yep. So if I, if I go to the online campus, is that okay? Is it okay for churches to have online campuses? Am I still a Christian? All the questions that, because I feel like everyone sure. that stays home says, I, I go to my online campus. Yeah. This is where I go to church. Yeah. And like when I was younger and we didn't have online campuses, people that didn't want to go to church would watch TV. Sure, and, sure. Uh, you remember Paul and Jane Crouch? Oh, absolutely. With the, with the eyelashes and the absolutely. wigs and the makeup. That's what's yep. next for us, I feel like. We just yep. got to get into that. <laughs> I'll be Jan, obviously. <laughs> no, the, no. Now you're going to be thinking so, about me as Jane Crouch. So, no, I, I can't so, think of you that way. Wheel it back in. Is that why you have the hat on? Because you have pink hair? <laughs> no, I wish. I just need a haircut. <laughs> yeah, next Just one, for they, the record, and I'm probably going to get hated for this. I can't stand Christian television. It's so, not good. No, That's part of the terrible. problem. Yeah. It's horrible. There's some stuff that, did you finish the, 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 uh, the did you finish the, the, the chosen? chosen? Not yet. Yeah. It's good though, it's right? It's phenomenal. It's show. so good. Yeah. Yeah, if you haven't watched that, watch it. We don't get a, we don't get anything from that. It's <laughs> or just, we could. It's maybe so. Yeah, uh, call us. Uh, we had, I'll uh, wear a t-shirt for that. Yeah, send us a t-shirt. Absolutely, we'll wear a t-shirt all day. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's not good. That's why it's notoriously uh, cheesy. So back to online campus. All right. Uh, so so uh, if I go, I have yeah. my my church has an online campus. Yeah. If I go, is that okay? Yeah. You know, is it okay for churches to have online? Campus? I think it's just, okay. Just cut loose. But on I it. don't think that churches should put all the emphasis on online campuses. And so do, do we have one? Absolutely, we have an online campus. Um, do I think that that is the only place that you can go to get community? Absolutely not. I don't think you can. I don't think that you can experience what the Bible talks about in community, fellowship, connection with God, connection with people, through an online campus. I think for a season, or the way I look at it, it's a door. Mm -hmm. It's not the house, it's a door, it's an entryway, it's a window, whatever you wanna call it, but it cannot be the house. And I think we're in danger, the body of Christ is in danger if we eliminate personal meeting. Do you think that's where we're headed? I don't know, that's a good question. Cause I think, I think if, if we're not careful, we can make it so easy. Yeah. Because I think where we're at right now and when we're recording this, it looks like <clears throat> coronavirus is yeah. tailing yeah. off. Like we're going to get through maybe the rest of this year and then we might be able to see each other's mouths when we talk once again in public without having to wear masks. 
Which we're not going to talk stand. about masks. Yeah, um, that's a whole nother podcast. It, it's a it's we a real doctor situation. on that one to yeah. tell me I'm wrong. But uh, <laughs> so we're we're kind of yeah. <laughs> I started thinking about masks. <laughs> now we're really off the rails. Uh, yeah, could it happen? Could it happen? Yeah, I think if we get too much in fear, absolutely. Um, I don't think the church will do that though. I mean, just look at other countries that the church was persecuted. You know, places like China. In different um, Iran, Iraq, these countries that, if you you try to convert someone to Christianity, they throw you in jail. If you call yourself a Christian, they'll kick you out of the family. Sometimes kill you. The church is exploding in those countries. Mm. Don't believe everything you hear on the news that the church is not doing well. Just because we're, we had we have a hiccup in America doesn't mean the rest of the world isn't experiencing amazing growth mm. because of persecution. Um, persecution is a big deal, but the church, look at church history, always the church exploded during persecution. Why do you think that is? I think people realize what they really value. Mm. You know, I mean, think about standing in line to be eaten by a lion and you're happy about it. You know, I mean, that's pretty crazy to think about. That's pretty wild. We, We think we're being persecuted if we lose, you know, 100 followers on Instagram. Think about, think about, think about us standing in line in heaven and you got people like Peter who was, you know, crucified upside down, John who was boiled in oil, Stephen who was stoned, and then Joe Instagram who lost a thousand followers. They're having the conversation of, so what was your persecution? I was, you know, I was crucified upside down. I was boiled in oil. I was stoned. Well, I lost a thousand followers. I don't think that's real persecution. I don't think it is. <laughs> I had many tens of followers on Instagram before I made my escape. Um, before we get away from the online campus, what do you think the difference is between what someone says an online campus or a live stream? I think, I think pastoral care, uh, community, some type of community engagement doesn't necessarily that you, you know, you, I don't think you can have, you know, community like us talking right now. Um, online. You can do Zoom, you can do all that stuff, but there's still a a level that would be an online campus. Live stream is I'm just recording, streaming what's on the platform, and you're seeing it on your television Yeah. with no connection, no um, interaction, which, you know, what we try to do is we try to have a connection before the service, mm-hmm. you know, where people are engaging those that are still at home right now, or they're checking the church out. And I understand that. Sure. There's people that are going to go online and they're going to watch 10 churches online just to see if they want to walk into the door because they don't know if they like church anymore. They got hurt in the church. Somebody said, hey, you need to check this out. And they're just stinking afraid to go in. They don't know what's going to happen. Are they going to start handling snakes in there? Are they going to start, you know, who knows? I have, that's so weird that you said that. Uh, you go on all these YouTube rabbit trails. I have been watching serpent they call them serpent handlers no churches and uh, for some reason they're all in they're all like right here in the appalachia <laughs> they're all like tennessee and virginia and kentucky like people that every one of That's them crazy has has a scar one That's guy like he's missing a finger because it yeah sorry serpent handling we don't do that we but don't i get what you're saying that. it's yeah the internet is the new flight of uh-huh. of great door we could man. Say beer. it's a great it's entry yeah it's a great but there's nothing better than face-to-face. It's the new Applebee's sampler platter. Yeah, yeah. Don't go to Applebee's. Yeah. I'm not going to. I, I just watching. think, I don't think, 
And I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I'm okay to be wrong. I just don't think that you can have a quality connection with God by looking at a screen. There has to be a face-to-face encounter, connection, you know, shake of the hand, yeah. hug, some type of... Six-foot social distance. Yeah, whatever that may be Yeah, yeah. for you. Okay, let's get out online. I love my church. I think it should be open. Love my pastor. Love the community there. But it's still closed, mm. and I want to go to church. Yeah. What do I do? Man, that's a tough question um, because we, I, I talk to a lot of people that are asking those kind of questions, and I'm not going to tell you to leave your church. You know, that's, not, that's between you and God. I believe God puts you there, and I believe God is the one who— you know, tells you to leave. I would have conversations with the leadership, ask them why, what's the plan, you know. And I've had those conversations with people with me. So they came to me early on, hey, what's the plan? What's the future look like? Mm -hmm. Um, Are you going to do this? Are you going to do this? Are you going to force us to wear a mask? Are you going to do this? Are you? And I I think as a leader, you need to have those answers. And so if a church is afraid to acknowledge those things, then you need to dig. You need to dig a little bit more into what's going on. And so questions, questions, questions is what I would do. And you don't feel like that's... So I feel like there are some churches that are scared. Churches that are scared. I know. Like we've talked about people that and are And it's scared. sad to me. Why Pastors you, need to step up. They need to lead. People are looking for leadership. Why aren't they stepping up? Because they're afraid. They're afraid to get canceled. They're afraid to get criticized. They're afraid... But what about like the, 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 I get the big ones, like the big ones that can get canceled, but like there are, you know, churches of four and 500 all over the country. It's all perspective. Names who's, who's nobody knows. It's all perspective. That I I don't think they're worried about getting canceled. I don't know what they're afraid of. I don't know why they don't just open because they, they can and they don't. And there were churches in our area that are still Still closed, closed, still closed. Yeah. Or, or opening in, in limited numbers yeah. and yeah. requiring masks and that, you know, uh, I have been here and, and, and working here and coming to services here and doing all that. And I got the Rona from somebody at a coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, how do you know a, where you're going to get the Rona anyway? I don't, I don't think, I don't think you can point your finger and go, this is where I got it. Yeah. You can kind of maybe give a, a Well, don't idea. take that away from me because every time I see that person, I give them a hard time <laughs> for it because he called me and said, hey, I tested positive for the Rona. And I was like, I'll be fine. And like three days later, I had 120 I, it, I tell you what, man, it frustrates the daylights out of me when leaders are, they're hiding behind a screen. Um, and I'm talking to pastors that just mm-hmm. aren't doing anything to lead the way in the pandemic. And, and, and also in crisis, period. You know, um, I th- me personally, I thrive in crisis. I don't know if it's my Enneagram, my personality. Well, we or ain't whatever. doing Enneagram. Let's just yeah. right past that. So keep going. Know, I, I, you know, I, I thrive mm-hmm. in those moments. I wouldn't say that I like it, but, you know, if, if the ship's going down and you need to make decisions, you know, I'm the guy that you want in the boat because I'm going to make decisions and I'm going to, whether they're right or wrong, I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to move. And people right now in our country, they need decision makers. They need leaders. Yeah. And, and I think from a spiritual standpoint, pastors need to step up, risk whatever that means to them. 
look, if you're going to stay closed, then just stay closed. But tell your people the reason why. Tell what's going on in your heart around this. I'm afraid. I don't want to put you at risk, whatever that means. Um, but don't leave people in limbo. And hey, listen, if it's all, all that's going to happen moving forward is it's going to get more difficult. Mm. Whether it's this pandemic or something else that comes down the road. I, I was just thinking the other day, I've, I've attended or been a part of a few churches that, um, I'm going to try to be delicate. Uh, <laughs> there are things that don't get talked about. Right. Um, whether it's uh, money, a lot of churches are afraid to talk about money. Right. Sex, yep. a lot of churches are afraid to talk about sex. Uh, all those things. And, and I... Abortion. Abortion. Homosexuality. Homosexuality. Transgender, all that stuff. Nobody, oh, especially those topics now yeah, as they become yeah, so much more socially stuff, aware. All those are issues. Uh, I would say, and what do you think, if, if you're a part of a church that refuses to talk about stuff like that, what do you, I mean, because in the middle be of afraid. all this, be, be, let me say it another way. You need to be very, very cognizant of what you're a part of. If you're not talking about those issues, if you're not, if there's not a, a dialogue or some type of um, biblical stance and your church or what you're a part of is not making very clear statements, I'd be, I'd be nervous about that. I would question some things. I, would, I don't I think would, they're making statements at all. That's what I mean. It seems to me the churches that aren't doing that, they're the ones that are still closed. Exactly. They're the ones that, that won't say this is why I would be concerned we where I would put my family in situations like that. Well, while you're talking about family, let's talk about the impact that this has had on families within churches because not just the coronavirus, but the, I mean, just, well, I mean, we can do the whole thing, but initially... Um, Husbands and wives. Husband wants to go back to church. Wife doesn't feel safe to go back yeah. to church. Had that what, conversation. What with do a you bunch say of to people? Them? Man, I mean, that's a it's a tough one. Again, it, sadly, these are things that snuck up on people, and they have to make decisions mm -hmm. in the midst of it. I think you have to have those conversations way ahead of time. And when I when I married Penny. There are certain non-negotiables that we just kind of set out in our marriage that these are the things that are going to happen. And those questions are easily answered when stuff is presented to you because you've already answered them. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I, I can tell you couple after couple, I've seen more divorces during this pandemic. I don't know if it's, I, I believe it's spiritually related, 100%. Among all other stuff, you can mm -hmm. put in line with that. I also believe that people not coming to church has a huge effect on them mentally, emotionally. And so in marriages, man, you, you better have those conversations now about whatever's going to be presented to you. Yeah. You know, in your message this past weekend that I got to hear, you mentioned that you guys took the D word off the table yeah. early. My wife and I have an ongoing debate. And so I reached over and I just said, he's talking about Dunkin' Donuts. That's the D word that they took <laughs> no, off the table. Because Dunkin' Donuts is That's the one. <laughs> well, yeah. And Dunkin' Donuts is terrible, but it's double points because there's two Ds in it. So what do, what do we do? What can we do for people that aren't coming back yet? Yeah. People that we love. People that we care for. Because I feel like there's an opportunity to be uh, confrontational. Mm-hmm. And, and even to start a conversation can feel confrontational. Yep. So how do we, 
as those that have chosen to re-engage in the community of the yeah. local church, yeah. how do we continue to serve and love those who are still at home well without making them feel like we're judging them? Like, right. cause as you mentioned before, there are some, there's a lot of people that are at home, but there are some that need to be at home. Mm-hmm. There are some that just choose to be at home. Yep. How do we connect with them? How do we continue to be there for them? And how do we, you know, for those that aren't making the, the right decision based on health, how do we break them out of this thing and get them re-engaged with what God's doing through the local church? Well, I mean, hopefully you have a relationship with them. And I would just flat out confront them. I've had this conversation with a few people, and I've just asked them, so I see you do this, but you won't do this. Why? What, like, what's an example? Like, I see you go to... I see you go to this party... I see you go to the restaurant. I see you go here. How come you won't come to church? You know, why, why aren't you coming to church? Well, you know, there's so many people there. And I said, is there not a lot of people at Walmart? Well, if who goes, oh, Walmart makes you me know, nervous. Uh, well, not because of know. the coronavirus, just because I don't like, uh, <laughs> something happens when I'm in the middle of an aisle and people come in on either end. <clears throat> I start having nervous tics. But, you know, but yeah. I'm saying, you know, yeah. you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're doing everything else but this. You know, you're still going to work. Well, hold on a second. What's, what's the difference? Well, that's a choice that I have to make. Exactly. What brought you to the point where you can just remove that out of your vocabulary, out of your life? And I mean, it definitely you got to confront light. them. It definitely brings to light people's priorities. If somebody feels judged, is that, I mean, if I love them enough to challenge them, if they feel judged, man, I'm sorry. I mean, honestly, I, I just... I feel like if, if it was you and Andrea, I feel like I have a relationship with you enough to go, you know, what, what are you doing, man? Why are you doing this? You need to be back at church. You need, you need the, the community. If you told me you had diabetes or some kind of health issue, whole different ballgame. Yeah. You know, that's a whole different communication. But I am going to also, even if that, I said, so what does it look like for you? I was having a conversation with a, a couple the other day and they just had a baby, haven't even seen the baby yet. Almost, almost a year, if not over a year old. I'm like, haven't even seen the child yet. I'm like, when am I gonna see this baby? Well, we're thinking about this. And I said, well, what if I did this for you? Would you come earlier? And they were like, yeah, we would. I said, okay, let's do it. Cause you need to be in church. I know I do, I know. There's no reason. Yeah. Other than the fact they're in fear. Do you like babies? Do you like, like I love babies. I love babies. When they're not mine. Well. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm over that stage of life. I'm so not. So that, don't judge me. I'm don't not. Nobody's going to judge you for it. <laughs> when you look like this, like, you got to be real careful about how much you love babies. Because you can't just run up on a little baby. I terrify them. They Why? think of me as some sort of uh, lumberjack that lives in the woods. It's all, I mean, it's well, the with beard that hat and on, the hair yes, and everything. For sure. Yeah, but man, I tell you what, like when you can earn, <laughs> like when a child reaches that's not yours and reaches out for you, what a feeling that is. So I'm curious about you. Oh, so let me flip it for sure. you. Sure. Because, you know, I'm a pastor leading a church. What about you, you know, involved in a church? How has it been for you during this whole process? Um, and I what th- about your friends that aren't at church right now and still not coming and watching online? Oh. I don't, I don't have a large friend group and, and I've been fortunate enough that the ones that I, I do have, the only people that are close to me that are at home are at home for what I would believe to be good reasons sure. for health reasons. Yeah. Um, but I would do the same thing. I think I would be 
knocking on their door saying, Hey, listen, you better not be going anywhere. Better not be going. You better be getting your groceries delivered. Yeah. You better be getting your DoorDash delivered. You better be getting everything done. Don't let me see you out in public and then not at church on Sunday, right. because I know the impact being here has on me. But I also know the impact it has on my wife and my kids. Mm-hmm. It's huge for my kids because they don't get to go to school. Like my kids right now, one of them goes two days, another one goes two days. They're different, and wow. then our wow. oldest, who's almost a teenager, doesn't get to go at all. Wow. And so every day, almost every day, one of them asks if they can come to work with me here at Freedom House. Yeah. Wow. Can I go to work with you? Because they just, one, they love being a part of the church. They love being here. Yeah. But also they love being in the community with the people. Right. And my wife and I both serve on the platform. So we're here at like 630, wherever we're at, we're there. And we they're with us. And uh, they're just like serving and That's setting so up rooms for the kids and That's so great we just you know we we were at home for that same period of time that everyone else was and i think one of the greatest testaments to our family is that our kids all of us were just saying like as soon as we can go back we want to right. go back right and for those that are in our lives we we have, have a very you challenged some people home. i haven't run into very many people that aren't going right um but I have, uh, yes, I have. There were a couple of guys that we have. I'm in a Bible study group as a part of our life groups here. Wednesday morning Bible study, 8 o'clock, not 7. Uh, it's a two-hour thing. We have a little bit of a competition with the 7 o'clock hour, but they've been going late and chewing up our time. Um, but uh, for that... Is there overlap in people? Yes. Uh, some. Okay. But it's like a certain group at 7 and then a certain group gotcha. at 8. And now we do a hybrid, so we meet live, but then also on Online, Zoom. Yeah. And so, anyway, uh, but there have been three or four guys in that group that I've challenged because not only they're not coming to our life group, but they're not coming to church on the yeah. weekends. And so uh, we talk about it in the group, like, "Hey, everybody, pick one that you don't see and go get them, yeah, and bring them back." Well, I think you need to do that. I, I mean, not just you. I'm just talking about in general. Go to and their house, take them groceries, challenge have, them a little bit. Yeah, and I think the the thing that you said that's so important is that. Some personality types are so anxious to confront when they feel like they're right about something. Mm-hmm. But the thing that you said that makes the biggest difference is you got to have relationships relationship. with people. When you have that with people, you can call them and say, yeah. what are you doing? You went to the Olive Garden last yeah. week. First of all, the Olive Garden is gross. <laughs> Second, come to church. Especially, so You don't I, think the people that work at Olive Garden are trained in Italy? No. <laughs> think they're trained at all man <laughs> i don't think they're trained man at all. You're, you're blowing people away right now i don't think so i think everybody deep down knows olive garden is but not their quality. breadsticks no and salad no, are no, the best i disagree everybody tries to go in on the olive garden breadsticks nope if you will recall there was a time when you when little caesars first opened up remember the little pizzas caesars. were caesars yeah hang tight hang tight stay with me they, they were, they were square. Their pizzas were square. I remember that. And it would come in the, the two pizza, pizzas pizza. and it was all the paper on uh-huh. it. Yeah. And then they had breadsticks that would come in uh-huh. there. Those breadsticks. Terrible. Nothing, no, not they terrible. They were not. They were not the, good. Olive Garden breadsticks are just like, it, it's, it, ugh, no. Man. The taste, the seasoning is not bad, but the bread is not for me anyway. It, anyway. Yeah. So I would just hit him and be like, hey, man, don't go to the Olive Garden. Don't go anywhere if you're not willing to come to church. Yeah. And I've, we have three different campuses. I've been at all three since this has started. And the thing that I see is opportunity. Uh-huh. I see it everywhere. And that's what I tell people. Listen, 
I get it. You feel uncomfortable about being around people. Right. Non-coronavirus time, I feel uncomfortable being around people. I don't want to be in a big group of people. I just don't like it. I don't like to be touched. And for whatever reason, when you're in a big group of people, people like to put their hands on your shoulders from behind to, to, to address you. you don't like that. I really don't. I really don't. It makes me very uncomfortable. That's, that's just my own personal thing. We're not going to talk about that. But I would say... We should. I don't, I don't think we should. <laughs> Why'd you get close to the mic when you said that? You just, and you lowered your voice? We're not doing that. But uh, even like specifically our central campus, we've got the seats in the back that go up and they're almost always blocked off. And I've seen people come in and say something to an usher and they've opened those seats up. Yeah, they'll do and that. And you're like one in 50 seats. Like you're the only person Absolutely. up there. And so there's opportunity everywhere, everywhere if you want it. So I would say... You don't go because you don't want it. You don't well, want to find out. It's not a value out. for you. It's not important. Yeah, I'd find myself in a very challenging and difficult place if I made every allowance that I could to be at work every day, and not at church on the weekend. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, that point. would say I value my work over the community and over the obedience yeah. of being a part yeah. of the local church, which I have since I was, you know, born. Yeah. You know, well, I, see, I wasn't born that way. So when God changed me, when God just totally rocked my world in 1990, I fell in love so with long God. Ago. So long I ago. fell in love with Jesus. And what came along with Jesus was the church. So I can't separate the two. I have a hard time separating church and Jesus because I think people can do, try to do that and go, well, I love Jesus. I just don't like his church. That's like saying, hey, I love you, Troy, but I hate your wife. Woof. And I know how I would react. And I'd be like, <laughs> if somebody well, said that you, about my wife. Yeah, I'd be very, I'm upset with you. You, As you should be. Yeah. First of all, my wife's way better than I am. So yeah, if exactly. you like me and not her, exactly. you have terrible taste in human <laughs> beings. <laughs> You're not a smart individual. But you see my point. A hundred percent. People don't see it that way. Yeah. And you, everybody knows there's a, there's a type of person that says that. That's a personality thing. It's a vibe. People that are just like, I love Jesus, but but I just don't love his church. Yeah. They well, they don't they would never say his church. They but would don't say you agree the that the 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 culture that we live in right now, it's much easier to find that line. Yeah. So there's a lot more ways to make an excuse. Oh yeah. And say, I love Jesus, but I don't have to go to church. I love Jesus. I can just watch online and and I just think that's a danger, 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 Will Robinson. Yep. Lost you know? in space. Yep. Danger, danger. Yep. So I just think it's scary. Any other thoughts on people going to church besides get out Great there, discussion. Do it. Great discussion. I think what you brought up was really key is being able to have those tough conversations with your friends, the people that you care about that you know are, because um, I think some of it is embarrassment. Mm. They haven't been in so long. They're embarrassed to come back because they feel like, where you been, man? You know, what's wrong with you? Who cares? That's what I'm saying. Like, who just cares? Suffer what you just would do perceive it. to be the embarrassment do and it. get into it. That's right. Like, let's go. That's it's right. only going to last, if it, if it happens at all, it's only going to last a week. Yeah, exactly. Because by the second week, nobody cares Nobody anymore. cares. You're just there. They've yeah. totally forgotten yeah. about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Let's go wrap us up. RT with PT. Go to church. Get back into it. Let's go. You need your church. Your church needs That's you. That's right. That's Let's right. do it. Let's do it. We'll see you guys this Sunday. At church. At church. Yes. <laughs> Not at the Olive Garden. <laughs> we, we won't see what you at world. Olive Garden. <laughs> it's okay. Olive Garden's not watching either. 